Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Hey, Malcolm Nance, let me tell you, I am, I, I'm always honored when you come on the show, and, uh, I'm, and, and in large part because of your career as a U.S. Navy uh, in, a terrorism intelligence officer, a code breaker, you know, serving in combat in the Middle East, Southwest Africa, uh, Asia, I mean, and Africa. But the, and, and I should also point out, that uh, for people that don't know, this isn't his first book. <laughs> He's written several uh, books. But this one, I got to tell you, as I was listening to interviews you were doing, um, this one really uh, uh, hit me hard. And it, I want to couple it right off the bat with an email or a story I got, an article, that black folk, black people are being told to arm to go out and arm themselves. And then I heard you do an interview where you said, folks are stopping you on the street and restaurants and saying, well, what kind of gun should I get? Uh, Just explain this for a moment. What, what should, what, what are you telling people? Oh, this is a really frustrating issue. Um, First off. Yeah. I get people who come in the street and they go, Malcolm, Hey, you're a terrorism expert. You're a you're a military guy. What kind of gun should I buy for the house? What kind of pistol should I buy? What kind of shotgun or should I get an AR-15? And I tell them universally um, what I tell everyone, which is, don't buy any firearms for your house. Okay, if you don't have a very specific thing or circumstance where you're living where you have an immediate threat, especially a pistol, right? That's just a child-killing machine. That's all it is. Um, if you remember the movie The Sixth Sense, the first ghost you see in there is when the little boy sees another little boy, and the little boy says, hey, do you want to see where my dad keeps his pistol? And you turn around, and the back of his head is missing. That's what a handgun is. If you're not specifically combat trained to use a handgun like the police, then don't buy it. And another thing is you don't need a gun for your protection here. What you need is you need to protect the only weapon that you truly have that the, your, your opponents are terrified of, absolutely terrified of this one weapon. And that's black people getting together to vote. They're so terrified of it that they literally are changing laws in almost 50 states to take away that right. And you know how they can do that? Because no one comes out to vote against them because it's more interesting to watch The Masked Singer or play Candy Crush or do whatever little mundane thing you do in your life. But to protect the one thing that we went through slavery for, the Civil War for, the Civil Rights era is now being rolled back, and we have people like Donald Trump saying, I just want to take away 20% of the black male vote because he assumes you're too ignorant to understand what things are and that you're opportunist, that you would come to, to um, get something from them while abandoning the other 42 million African-Americans and the other, you know, 65% of this country that oppose everything these people are about. You know, if you want to do that, then you're the kind of person who would ask me, what, you know, what kind of gun should I buy? You don't need a gun to do anything in the United States. I, I'm, I'm firearms trained. I'm, I have a concealed carry license. I never carry. 
All right, I don't have to because I know where the risks are, I know what the threats are, and I know the biggest threat in this country is people in my own community who will listen to these programs and talk in the barbershop and never lift a finger to go do a vote. Mm -hmm. Never lift a finger. The apathy will literally kill us this November. So so, right now. So the, the, the title of the book, the new book, They Want to Kill Americans, there's a double entendre here. Am I? Is this what I'm hearing you? Oh, there's no double entendre in there at all. Uh, I decided to name this book just straight up what I see going on. The only thing you have to analyze in that title is who is they? And it's quite simple. They who want to kill Americans are your neighbors. These are people who call themselves MAGA and Uber Patriot and think that they are the, the second coming of the spirit of 1776, which I'm from Philadelphia. I'm in Philadelphia right now. That insults me, right? I know what the spirit of 1776 is, and it wasn't idiots running around with guns trying to, you know, uh, intimidate their neighbors, uh, you know, in, in so that they could essentially dominate the United States. We are in a very serious, serious era in American history right now. It's almost unprecedented. Well, it's not unprecedented. It happened in 1860 when the Civil War right, right. And we're on, and I don't like using the phrase Civil War as an intelligence analyst. I haven't seen the actual trends happen, but I use the word insurgency. Mm-hmm. And an insurgency is a, long, a long-range campaign to destabilize a, a, a sitting government and to take power through military, paramilitary, and other political means that are disruptive. And that's the definition of the Republican Party. But, but you do write in the book, and I've been able to skim it and, and, as, mm-hmm. and prep for the, the interview, but you do mm-hmm. point out in the book that there is a possible explosive wave of, of armed confrontation and and th- and there are folk who are listening who are saying, but come on, Malcolm Nance, Joe Madison, and others, um, how do you guard against uh, the possibility of armed confrontation w- with the vote? Because because these folk aren't going to go anywhere. Well, look, it, the reason I wrote that these armed confrontations are possible is because we're seeing these armed confrontations right, spring right. up everywhere. Right. You see these young these young men with AR-15s who leave written manifestos and do videos of their mass murders. That is not just a, that is not a coincidence. That is an actual uh, template that was left behind by a Norwegian mass murderer who mass murdered 69 children at a summer camp. And do you know why he did it? At his trial, he said, I wanted to eliminate the entire next generation of liberal politicians in Norway. He was a global white supremacist. And now that call that he made for all young white supremacist men to strike out where they can, like independent knights uh, you know, of the white realm, it's resonating. And it's happening with alarming continuity in the United States. The other problem is there are other people who are forming militias, what you know, they're patriot shooting groups, and these are people who are viewing everyone in the Democratic Party, all minorities, women who want their rights, and especially Jews, Jews and blacks in, in this pantheon, 
you know, we're, we're, com- we're, 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 we're together at the hip in terms of the people that want to kill our community. So when I see these trends from an intelligence community perspective, as if I was doing an analysis of Libya or Syria or Yemen or some other place, it's alarming. We have more guns than any place in the world. But what we have now are people who are untrained, ignorant, and are being led by a tribal leader who wants to use those guns. They want to use them. They don't want to do target shooting. They want to be like SEAL Team 6 and do tactical shooting. But they want to do it against their political enemies. And so the question still, Malcolm, is so what uh, so let's say we the vote happens and there's this turnout like in, in Philadelphia that they hadn't anticipated sorry that it, they had drop boxes and now they're taking them away but right. but the, the 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 as I'm going through the book you know it goes back to sort you and you know it better as well as I do what Malcolm used to say it's the ballot or the bullet uh, you didn't mm-hmm. say the ballot and the bullet. Uh, the the the. What do you say to those folk who say, "How is voting going to stop all these things you just described? These groups you just described? These people you just described? How is voting going to stop them?" Well, you know, voting has stopped them in the past. This is the beauty of the American experiment, right? We're an incrementalist country. And every time the ugly head of extremism rise, rises up, usually it's, it's what we call a well of opprobrium, right? A, a, a bucket of rejection where the population goes, that's too far. They get squashed. They get pushed down by the courts. The problem is this time they figured that out. When the third rise of the Ku Klux Klan started in the 1920s, you couldn't get a job unless you were a Klan member. If you were you wanted to run for elected office, not just in the South, but in many parts of the North, you had to be a Klan member proudly showing that you supported the white race and were down on everybody else, blacks, women, and Jews. Um, and, of course, that reached its tipping point mm-hmm. uh, when, when they started burning down black towns, villages, and started conducting mass murders. And it went all the way through the civil rights era. Yeah. It's when we stood up as a group, as a collective, as a nation, and said no more, did it get knocked down. But now we're seeing it just went underground for 50 years. And their children hate us. I mean, it's the level of hatred I see in their forms and their words. I'm alarmed as an intelligence professional. I I literally am ringing bells. And I actually, I was on Bill Maher's Real Time with Bill Maher two days after the election when I said, we are going into a nationwide insurgency. Yeah, this you, is you were one of the, the first start. to uh, you were one of the first to say it, and most folks, you know, didn't take it seriously. Oh yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Wow, well, it's kumbaya time, right? <laughs> yeah, that, basically, you're right. Trump That's voting. exactly what folks said. That's exactly. Let me let me uh, close because now again, the book, uh, the book, it's new. It's out. They want to kill. Americans and it's and I'm and I'm telling you, uh, please everybody order this book, ASAP and uh, and 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 do me a favor, would you please read it? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> because you guys buy books and put it aside. This it, it, the timing is perfect. 
let me ask, what is your thoughts about these January 6th congressional hearings? And what do you hope will come out of it, uh, Malcolm Nance? Well, I think the, the, the committee hearings are excellent. I think that it's a great documentation of what's been going on. But I, I have no faith in this Justice Department. I have no idea what the attorney general is doing. And people say, well, you know, that's what the attorney general must keep quiet on matters of law. That's not true. We have seen attorney generals, both Republican and Democrat, come out and announce when major campaigns are going on. And the campaign to hold accountable the people that tried to overthrow the American government, who decided they were going to destroy 245 years of American, uh, you know, democracy. And literally, you know, that story of Donald Trump, you know, attacking his Secret Service agents, saying, take me to the Capitol, I'm going in with my people. I could easily see the video of him going down yep. the stairs uh, into, the, into the halls, you know, into the well of the House of Representatives and declaring himself king. I've met, you know, I spoke to Michael Cohen, his ex-lawyer, and his niece, Mary Trump, and they say the word king figures prominently in his vocabulary. And he wants to be a single autocratic executive, which is king. This man is a serious mental pathology on the American psyche. He is as dangerous as Hitler was in the 1930s. I don't say that with, with, no, I say no. that without and, any and, and by the way, Mussolini before him. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah because Mussolini and uh, Hitler admired Mussolini. Used to follow, by the way, interesting, used to follow him in the newspapers. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah. So, like, this book is a last warning. And okay. let me tell you if, you, if you, if you just skim the book, just read the stories at the beginning of each chapter. And that alone will terrify you enough to finish the chapter, right? I, I put some pretty illustrative things that have already happened. All right. And you don't want to see what's coming next. All right. Malcolm Nance, thanks for coming on the Madison Show. Appreciate it. Um, it's my pleasure. And, yeah, and the book, again. They want to kill Americans. Uh, we'll get back to you. Uh, don't, you know, anytime you got something, don't hesitate to call us. Uh, thank you very much. Okay. Take care. All right. Thank you. Wow. All right, folks. Uh, and, again, you can order it now, so you don't have to hesitate. Just go right to it. They want to kill Americans. Uh, it's a very sobering look at where we are. And 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 I'm going. And I just notified the the crowd. Malcolm Ness said something right up front. That the 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 antidote to all of this is what the vote. It is the vote. And you know, as he was talking about the clans, now the Klansmen, the Second Right. You know, let, let me let me point out it, when when the history. I always like to bring by history. When the Reconstruction ended, the Ku Klux Klan was born. They didn't start out wearing white robes and hoods. They didn't start out wearing white. Now, they started out as a terrorist organization, and the first thing they went after, let me repeat, the first thing they went after was the vote. Where people they to stop black folks from voting, but black men for that because women still couldn't vote. Then they and they went after elected officials who held public office, 
black and white, by the way, to get him out of office. And, and it wasn't the presidency. They had already established that with, um, uh, you know, and, 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 and it, it was school board. Uh, it was, um, you know, state legislators. That's who they went after. And and I don't mean when that would you please leave office. I mean they went after and and tried to kill him, tried to kill him, and in some cases they did kill him. Now that went on for decades. Then the Supreme Court, Plessy versus Ferguson, and other and the Black Codes, as Malcolm Ness was saying, talking about the Klan, there is and you can go online and see it. One of the largest. Marches when he was talking about you had in order to get a job if you were white and a southerner and not just in the south because the headquarters of the Ku Klux Klan for decades was Indiana was Indiana and and it broke up in a scandal because the head of the Klan up there was a uh you know was a a rapist and oh he was oh God you should see this you should read this story and about him. He was, I mean, he ended up in prison. Um, but um, one of the largest marches in Washington, D.C., you can go online, was literally hundreds of thousands of Klansmen who marched down Pennsylvania Avenue in white robes and hoods to really intimidate Congress to show their strength. And that was the heyday of the Ku Klux Klan. Well, as Nance pointed out, excuse me, by the 1960s, you ended up with the Civil Rights Movement, SNCC, King, Rosa Parks, Fannie Lou Hamer. People didn't just sit back and say, let them have it. They went after them. And there hasn't been a Klan march like that since then. Because for the most part, these folks went underground. And what came out of it? What came out of it? We won the right to vote. And then what happened? Governors, Virginia, Doug Wilder, mayors, council members, secretaries of states, state legislators. That's what came out of it. That's what came out of it. And 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 we didn't have to go in, and this is what Malcolm Nance said, we, don't have, we didn't have to go and get guns. We didn't have to arm ourselves. We showed up in massive numbers and kick these people out of office. And I'm going to I'm going to sing that song. I'm I'm telling you. This is and and they know this. Let me, let me in the minute I have left. These folks will that you can buy all the guns you want to. Cuz I'm going to tell you something. They're going to outbuy you. They you can buy all the and and I shouldn't put it that way. But what they don't want, what they don't want, and and if you notice something, they're not passing laws to keep you from buying guns. 
They're not passing laws to you. can go buy a gun. What they're, you know what they're passing laws to do? To keep you from voting. I'm just saying pause for a moment before you go into a barbershop saying voting doesn't matter. That People say that and go back, can go buy a gun. But they're passing laws to keep you from voting. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.